to Coffee Time. It's so good to be with you this morning. As you can see, my husband is still not back yet, but again, I've asked one of my other favorite people in the world, my dad, to join us. Dad, you wanna say hey, you wanna tell a joke? Hey y'all, it's good to see you this morning. Do you have a good joke or anything? Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about we have to sing that song we always had to sing in the car? The horn, the horn. That's my part. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> growing up, we used to have to sing this song. There's four different parts. So you have the horn, the clarinet, the violin. And the drums. And the drums. And all of you have a different part. And... Like, and then you all sing at the same time. So it's like mass chaos, but you took it very seriously. It was serious. And recently, I, like, I don't know when this habit developed, but when I start laughing, I cannot stop. And recently our family was together and my dad was like led, started leading the song <laughs> and he gave me a part and I was laughing so hard while I did it and I wasn't singing it good and you're looking at me like, stop, like stop <laughs> singing it like that, come on, I taught you. <laughs> you know how to do this, now do it. <laughs> so maybe we can get two other family members next time we do coffee oh, time together. Great. Oh, I, I could teach the, the crew here oh, how to sing. Oh, it's okay, we don't, <laughs> we don't wanna do that to anyone today. It's a, it's a beautiful song once you learn how to sing it. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but um, you and I were talking about, when I was talking to you about joining me on Coffee Time, we started, I asked you if you had anything on your heart and you said a subject that I know you and I, it's a very important subject to both of us, something we're very passionate about. And so I thought it'd be kind of cool if you led Coffee Time and let's just sh share our heart on the subject of marriage. Yes. <laughs> you being married almost 49 years, and I celebrated 17 recently. Crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, when I look around at the world today, I see there's a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it stems from the fact that we don't have strong families. Totally. And in order to have a strong family, you've got to have a strong marriage. Yes. The marriage has to work in order for the family to survive. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, Elizabeth and I, my wife and I have decided to uh, lead a love and respect uh, life group. Yeah. Um, because it's all about, you know, learning how to be more effective as husbands and wives in loving and respecting one another. And uh, uh, one of the things that I learned from the Word recently uh, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 7, I think it's verse 28, it says that um, we're to uh, love one another, or, or no, that it's not a sin to marry. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's not a sin to marry. Go ahead and get married. But know that you will have trouble. Mm. And most people leave it right there. But there are three more words at the end of that verse that says, in the flesh. Mm. And I think that's critical. Man. Because the trouble that you have is not because you're married. The trouble is 
you have is because you're in the flesh, yeah. you know? And no matter what you do, you're, you end up, your difficulties come from troubles in the flesh, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether you're working on the job and there's somebody over here that's not carrying their weight and you have to get on to them about it. Well, the, the trouble that uh, comes out of that is carnal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and learning how to manage that is what people pay thousands of dollars to consultants right. to solve. So in a marriage, it's just you and her or you and him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's uh, to work it out is difficult. Yeah. And, and that's to be expected when you get married. Unfortunately, I think people's expectations about marriage stem mostly from their carnal desires before marriage. You know, mm-hmm. the passions of your lust, your youthful lust in particular. And then when you get married, you have all these expectations. And eventually you probably end up calling your marital partner a, a fraud. <laughs> you represented yourself one way to me before we were married, right. and now you're somebody else. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's fraud. Yeah. So then the trouble begins. Yeah. And uh, anybody that's like John Romick uh-huh. uh, said Sunday, anybody that's been married for more than 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> knows. knows it's not perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so learning how to work out that difficulty has mm-hmm. to be done. In my mind, as spiritual beings, mm-hmm. we have one option, you know, one option. And that is like with all things concerning the flesh, you crucify the flesh. Mm-hmm. You die to self. Yeah, daily. And Paul <laughs> refers to that as a daily experience. Yeah. It's not a one-time deal. We continue That's to die to our flesh every day that we live. Yeah. And uh, in a marriage, if you stop that process, the marriage will begin to wither, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it'll dry up and so could true. blow away. You it's know? so true. So, yeah, I think that uh, false expectations going into marriage and then not. And, and then, you know, people t- treat marriage like it's some kind of a silver bullet mm. to solve all their premarital issues. Oh, man. So not true. (laughs) Joel says marriage is a magnifier. Yes. It magnifies things. Yes. It's like the crucible for growth, really. Yeah. Because uh, in your marriage, who you really are gets tested every day. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And, And you can't help but be who you are in your marriage. You know, your partner knows too much about you. Mm-hmm. And so you can't run away from it. It's there and it confronts you. And there's only one thing to do, and that's to die to whatever the issue is. Yeah. And um, together, the marriage is designed so that you can figure out what the real issue is. Yeah. And that's something we talk a lot about in Love and Respect, and that is when the issue isn't the issue. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's well, so you brought true. me, you brought me lukewarm water and I wanted ice water, you know? Well, when it's really not about the water, when the argument starts, (laughs) when that crazy cycle begins to Uh spin, it's really about you showing respect to me and me loving you unconditionally. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're addressing in our life group. Yeah. And it's something that's, um, 
a big issue. You know, it's it's it it can transform your marriage. Yeah. You know, it has a lot of yeah. power. Well, so. when you and I were talking about this session, you said what Hollywood has put before us as the oh, expectation gosh. of marriage that marriage is just this like I don't want to say fairy tale because I feel like that's kind of overused but marriage is like waking up and you know your breath smells good and and then someone hops <laughs> in the kitchen yeah make us perfect and then someone hops in the kitchen and makes this perfect breakfast and it's absolutely not true um i have seen in my very own marriage i am the biggest fan of marriage when done right because i had it marriage for me has been such a gift and i when you started my dad told me this subject he wanted to talk on and it did not sound very exciting when it's like fraudulent marriage i'm like Ooh, yes. that doesn't sound fun and as i said what scripture do, are you you know coming from and he told me and i of course i went and read it and i was like it's so true though like yeah. you you try to do marriage in the flesh and it is going to constantly be a struggle. You'll never experience marriage the way God designed it to be. Yeah. Because I do, um, I tell people this often, everyone has such a negative connotation of marriage. But I'm like, if God created it, it was never supposed to be this thorn in the flesh that is a constant reminder of, oh, marriage is the worst. <laughs> like that was never God's heart behind it. So it's like, Lord, like why, why is marriage so hard sometimes for some? And they're being honest. They're like, marriage is hard. Yeah. But if I described marriage, I, I would, I mean, everyone on staff knows, like I go around trying to match make, like love is amazing. <laughs> like yeah. you've gotta, you've gotta be in love, it's the best. But the difference is, I th a lot of points you said, it's like, yes, that's the truth, but doing it in the flesh and thinking marriage is gonna make something better than it used to be before marriage, I think that is, a, a bad expectation on our end um but marriage done through the spirit there's such a grace when you're tapped into first corinthians 13 or you know in ephesians where it talks about a wife is to esteem her husband greatly and a husband is to love his wife as christ loved the church um that when you start doing marriage that way you're you're so in tune to when you're being ridiculous about getting mad over <laughs> lukewarm or ice cold water that you can't, you can't live that way. And so I, um, I'm so thankful for those principles. It's been, it's fun to watch you and mom be married. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's totally different from me and Joel. <laughs> and it's just fun to watch, but, I mean, the thing I love about y'all is y'all are like so real about it, you know? Because <laughs> as you can yeah. imagine, my mom is like this huge personality and like this uh, very vocal. If you've ever met her, you know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, but my dad is like pretty cool and calm. Mom says you and I are far more alike than she and I. Like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, what would you say is like a huge takeaway for maybe someone that feels like they've done marriage in the flesh? Like, what would you say are s some great steps forward? In well, it's, that? I mean, we've all done marriage in the flesh. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I think if you look outside of your marriage and, and just forget your wife or your spouse for a second, and look at the other relationships in your world and how you relate to them and mm -hmm. how you manage flesh. I mean, that's all you do, really, Yeah. in the world, is you manage flesh. And mm -hmm. uh, the, the person that can learn how to do that is successful, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you look at those dynamics and then go home and forget that you're married, just remember that person sitting across from you at the dinner table is just like you. Mm. You know, you're, you're male and female, man and woman, but you have the same flesh, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And if you understand that, then it helps you uh, be a little more realistic about how you deal with that flesh. Because mm. you realize the flesh is weak. Right. You know, and even though it looks like your spouse is coming on real strong and kind of threatening, yeah. you just realize, okay, this is how it happens in a marriage. And so if I can do this, I can do anything, mm -hmm. you know, and you can take and you can start really celebrating your victories over the flesh. But in a marriage, it's always, well, who goes first? You know, who's going to lay right. down their preference and pride, you know, and all I can say about that is the, the one who's most mature mm. is the one who goes first. It's so you true. Know? Yeah. And so it's always, um, it's always about preference and not, and rarely about I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that's important to remember because the enemy would like to divide our families, and he's done a pretty Absolutely. good job of it. Right. You look at the fruit in the world, yeah. and that's his, that's his deal. That's what that's he's done. Truth. And uh, we are on the other side of that. And if we don't walk in our marriages as the Bible prescribes, as the Word of yeah. God prescribes, we're hopeless. Yeah. I mean, there won't be any success because the flesh will dominate our marriage. Yeah. And it's... It's wicked. It's evil. Yes. It's not. It's up to no good. Yes. And so we have to bow ourselves to the Word of God, submit ourselves to the Word, yes. die to our flesh, and receive the power and the strength to really make something of these relationships. Yes. You know? See it it's, as something greater than just what we don't do, but something we do to reverse the crazy cycle of yeah, marriage. Yeah. Just do something intentionally to stop the craziness and, <laughs> and you'll keep producing what you, you know, you'll keep, whatever you keep doing, you'll keep producing the same thing. And that's the epitome of insanity. <laughs> so if you want something different, do something different. And many times it is just a love and a respect for one another. And dad, as much as I love and respect you, I'm about to take you down. Oh, dare. 
You ready for this? She's been threatening to do this my whole life, or her whole life, I should say. Yes. <laughs> but this is not a threat. This I got to tell promise. you all a story about Peppy <laughs> before we stop here. When she was a little tiny thing, um, I used to go and spend time in the living room. And one day I sat down and I was spending time with the Lord and this little voice cried out behind the couch. Oh, it was a strong, manly voice. <laughs> it was, well, to you it may have been. <laughs> to me it sounded pretty weak, but it was very authoritative. Hey. <laughs> it said, Dad. No, George. No, George, yeah. George, clean up the world. <laughs> I knew I was destined to be a pastor's wife. I was already speaking for the Lord. I would. I'd sit behind the couch and be like, George, clean up the world. Have you? Um, I, I raked our backyard shortly thereafter. You know, that's about as close as I got. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Let's do this dare now. Okay. <laughs>